Welcome to the Nick Spade Podcast, home of the yurtiest yurt, the greatest wins, the highest of the highs, three Knicks junkies, Dougie Fresh, what's good? Yo, Kevin Porter Jr. plays like a freshly created my player. Like, he doesn't have enough VC to score 50 every single night, but since it's you controlling him, he's going to take all the shots, try to play one-on-five on defense, and just go completely ham. Gen Z J.R. Smith, what's up? I love it. He's an anime character, and I'm here for it. D-Boy, what's happening? You're... I have a bone to pick with the MSG crew. Uh-oh. Hashtag Nick so white. Why the fuck is Wally Zerbiak calling the postgame show? Not a Nick, not very good at his job, and an overall lame douchebag. Shots fired. We need Swin Cash back. Bring back Swin Cash. Or uh, bump up Monica from the late night. Oh, yeah. They're, both of them are dope on the late night. Yeah. And Kazim. I love that shit. Yo, McNutt. But shout out to uh, to Bill Pito. And it's me, the Bill Pito of the show, Monty. Uh, <laughs> final score, the city that never sleeps, 1-22. The city that stays screwed up, 97. Walt suit, simple excellence. The difference in a good suit and a good win is how you wear it. We're going to get into quick hits. Quick hits. Unexpected win, but a win nonetheless. Let's give out these trophies. The Kenyon Martin Jr., who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to the seventh pick from the 2014 NBA draft, Julius Dion Randall. He enjoyed his eighth 30-point performance in the last 10 games, continuing his red-hot shooting from deep, sinking four of nine attempts. The Dikembe Mutombo finger wag salute goes to Kenyon Martin Jr. and his baptismal block of Kevin Knox's dunk attempt in garbage time. Boo. The Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Socrates Award goes to Derek Rose in a vintage performance, driving and thriving on his way to 24 points on 8 of 11 shooting. The Darwin Award for displaying evolution in action goes to the Knicks skipper, a man whose smile makes children cry, Tom Thibodeau. He played Alfred Payton fewer minutes than Obi Toppin and rested his starters went up 30 in the fourth quarter. And the sad stat of the game? Theo Pinson only played one minute in an absolute blowout. The heart of the Knicks bench has only seen the floor for 32 minutes all year. This day in the sad Knicks history, May 2nd, 2001, Toronto 100, New York 93, Game 4, Knicks up 2-1, ready to close out a five-game series, gut check time. The Knicks historically have a weak stomach in these situations. Toronto wasn't quite Jurassic Park yet, but the crowd definitely made an impact, especially Vince Carter's mom in the front row. Vince Sanity went for 32 points and earned another game, all while rocking a headband. Adversity the Knicks eight years of futility not being in the playoffs. They've turned their fortunes around. Bullock from Randall drills the three. 
been toasting and toasting tonight. And the fall away is good for Julius Randle. The Knicks were never supposed to lose this game, and they didn't. What happens over the next 13 days is much cloudier. The next five games are against Western Conference juggernauts outside of the scrappy and not-to-be-underestimated Grizzlies. Every single opponent for the rest of the season is jockeying for playoff seeding. This will be the toughest stretch of basketball this team has faced all year. So, let's take a look at the next two weeks that will most likely determine the Knicks' fate on this Cinderella season. How will we fare against Murderer's Row? This next stretch of games really determines how we're going to look back at this season. Now, if we can go 500 or above, we could get the four seed, have to play a decent five seed, maybe be a second round team in the playoffs. That's a humongous accomplishment. If not, if you go on a nice little streak, you might end up in the playing game and bounce in a second. We guaranteed 500 tonight, baby. There's nothing to worry about. I think we can go 500 on this road trip. Houston's out of the way. Tomorrow night, I'm taking it for granted that we can beat Memphis again because I really think we do outclass them on both ends of the court. And I believe we can steal one of the LA games. Denver is going to do work. Phoenix is going to do work. Austin Rivers is going to drop probably 40 or 50 on our heads because he's so damn emotional. (laughs) We've talked ad nauseum on this show about the Knicks beating who they're supposed to be. The flip side of that is the Knicks have lost to who they are supposed to lose to. They have not beat a top tier team outside of that Austin Rivers 18 points in three minute shooting Jays over Rudy Gobert smackdown of the Jazz. Regardless, the Knicks are 12 and 18 against teams 500 and better this year. And the majority of those wins came against teams facing major holes due to injury and COVID protocol. It'll be really hard for the Knicks to come out of this unscathed, and the margins are tight. This team has been surprisingly consistent all season, but the entire season has been an inconsistent season for everybody else. So we're looking down at the two LA teams. They haven't really been able to play with their, like, best starting lineup for a maximum amount of the season the Knicks have we're looking at a game to end the season in Boston Boston hasn't been able to have the time to gel together as a team so that's really going to be an issue not just for who we play but in a general theme with the entire NBA if you look at the distribution of work tonight Everybody on the Knicks executed to the highest of their ability. Derrick Rose was able to completely change the tempo of the game as he always does. Julius Randle was good for his complete ridiculous wetness all over the court. And RJ Barrett had another easy 20 point game. These guys are all cemented within their roles in the team. The consistency in this bizarre season is what's going to allow the Knicks to come away from this road trip that we thought was going to be so devastating. I think still securely in the four or five seed. Are we at any risk of falling down? Are we at any risk of the teams below us going on a run? Who do we fear the most that's nipping at our heels? I think you give too little credence to us losing our two most valuable defensive players this year. It took Mitchell Robinson's injury for Nerlens Noel to have a resurrection. And now that Noel is down and injured, the Knicks look really soft in the middle. 
We're looking at extended minutes for Taj Gibson on a season of extended minutes. We're looking at extended minutes of Derrick Rose on a season of extended minutes. And we've all been waiting for the other shoe to drop with this. And my fear is that Randall's going to taper off and this Knicks team is going to be exhausted going into the playoffs. RJ played 40 minutes tonight because Tibbs will never take him out again. Obi Toppin has shown that he's ready to earn more minutes. He played 17 minutes tonight, and I hope that he gets slotted up in the rotation above Norvell Pell, but I feel confident we're there. The shoe's not dropping. Even if we lose out, this year has been a resounding success. Well, as a team going to the playoffs, you ask yourself, do you have another gear, or have you been revving your engine in red all season? I'm thinking we might be a little gas. Well, Age down, crack that, pull that, sip that. It's time for lean talk, talk, talk. Yo, what the fuck is up with the weird sky blue uniforms they're rocking? Was that some out-the-door concessions to James Harden? We'll do whatever you want. Just stay here. Well, you did a little teardown job. You're on your way for Cade. Why not get weird, experiment, have a chopped and screwed uniform? Purple is always a good look on the court. Throw some UGK on there. Pull one out for Pimp. Yeah. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait. And remember, the Knicks are still only two and a half games from being in the play-in tournament.